You mentioned France real quick in a nice Yeah, I'm a Francophile. She was magic. The best show of all. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to A Place Friggin' Podcast. Here we are. Uh, Jack Mason, you know, the perfume nationalist, Pagulina Roma. (laughs) Yesterday, I did some research. I did some deep dive. I'm like, yo, what's going on with the Jackosphere? I went through your Twitter, and on Twitter, What's up with La Parfumerie, bro? What's up with that French podcast? What is the rivalry? Uh, what is the, the, the Romeo and Juliet type deal going on with those fellas? Well, uh, I was just, I occasionally look at like normie perfume accounts, yeah. uh, uh, of which there are many. And something just led me to a French podcast account that says it's the only non-conforming <laughs> uh irreverent oh. what's the word it was something non, yeah. non-conformist uh, <laughs> irreverent person so, podcast people don't is, know this and the, the reason sorry i don't want to cut you but the reason why i'm laughing so hard is not because i'm trying to make you feel good is because i've listened to a bit of the podcast and i know like how fucking awful it is it's insane you guys can't imagine you, you guys oh my can't god you listen to the, the perfumery <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah i just looked at the profile and <laughs> Saw like a picture what the cover is like Jack Skellington. <laughs> yeah, this shit like this is the this is my type of humor, dude. This is <laughs> But I wanna red pill them and make a sleeper cell army in yeah. uh, France. It's fucking insane, dude. These guys are um but I speak French. I don't know if you speak French, you're Francophile, so Oh yeah, you're Canadian. Yeah. Mm. But like so I, I had the uh displeasure of understanding what they were saying in the in the podcast. <laughs> Uh, do you want? I made a little transcript, by the way. I'm telling you, this yes. is a gr- great, great, great little research. Do you want me to read off the first <laughs> yeah. minute of their podcast? This is a minute, but Wait, this takes. What, what's the gist, like the structure of the podcast? Is it like mine where they cover different media and the media is like Jack Skellington? <laughs> I wish it was. No, it's, it's literally, it's quite literally just guys being like, you know, when you call your friends on whatsapp you haven't called them in a long time i don't use whatsapp telegram i bet it's not based to use whatsapp you call them in a long time it's like hey how's it going man yeah not much man hey well that's literally it it's it's a it's a call between three friends that has very little to do with perfume except that they like perfume so sometimes they'll just mention a perfume um you know so that's their structure okay do they all have zoomer perms can you is there a video there's no video unfortunately but they have very old head voices you know they're very old head so like fucking 38 they're like they're probably 38 all of them uh oh i see i imagine they were like 22 and all had zoomer perms (laughs) maybe they do maybe just that the the perfume they've inhaled throughout the years aged their vocal cords (laughs) (laughs) but like uh what's amazing to me about french people is like whenever you meet a real one yeah all they're interested in is like the outlet mall and um like marvel movies yeah <laughs> and uh but like i as like a faggot i have this like highfalutin <laughs> um idea of french culture and i'm like watching the films of catherine Boyard and <clears throat> yeah. you know the 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 perfumes of Guerlain. And, yeah, yeah, yeah and you know they never care all they care about is um you know uh, remake of the little mermaid or something <laughs> the new big mac that's what they call the, the, the new fries that you can offer at the mcdonald's in, in, in america that's pretty much it that's my yeah. biggest pet peeve i think because uh the idea americans have or non-french speaking countries in general have of france is so high and i just want to remind them how fucking shit the, the country is right now and, and in general like like french 
culture has a very long history, and I don't want to undermine it. It's beautiful. But at the same time, when people think that the random, the average goober, you know, walking down Paris is going to be this cultured, you know, uh, uh, informed Drinking person. espresso, yeah. balls at. <laughs> He's got, he's got, he's got AIDS. The guy. Let me tell you this, and this is not, not a bad. I'm not knocking people who have AIDS, but he's got AIDS. Everybody has AIDS in France. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So here we go. Yeah. No, go ahead. uh, Are they? Do they still have that uh, wonderful French racist instinct to preserve their culture a little bit? Because you know that's admirable. They seem to have that. Like the Camp of the Saints is in print. Yeah. Um, uh, or all, or do they all just imitate American wokeness now? I, I honestly, I would have to tell you that I'm not the best person because I was in France this summer, but I was uh, in Paris. So Paris is a different thing. It's like going to LA and being like, oh, America is like this or that. It's like very, you know. So I haven't yeah. been to the country. I haven't go, gone to Varg's house, <laughs> fucking Varg <laughs> and Marie Cachet and they're fucking the goats. I haven't seen those people. But um, I mean, look, I, I will say one thing. You use these terms absolutely allowed to i will never censor but i th- I just think like going to places and be like are they work or are they queens is like kind of like I, I can't i can't judge that myself i just i see are the people human you know what i'm saying are the people mm-hmm. who are there they do treat me with some kind of respect doesn't matter if like beyond that they hate my politics beyond that they want to see my fucking country burn i don't really care about that just when i'm there am i treated like a, a human being and in france it's not the case in france you're spit on you're you're trampled and uh, and every time you speak to someone, it's like they're doing you a favor by listening. So I, I, after a point, I just fucking pretended I didn't speak French anymore just to piss them off. Because well, it's, it's different for me because yeah. I'm a celebrity there. I have two French fans. So hey, um, if I go there, I get recognized. We know? had a little meetup for Aplitz when I was I went to France. There was a guy who was a, a fan of the show and we uh, we met up too. So we got we got I think a told the Aplitz army and the Jack O Nation. The Jack o, the Jack o Nation and the A Plates Army together, we have a legion, a legion taking over. This yeah, is the dude. That's, and after I convert yeah. our filmery podcast, uh, yeah. it's going to be even <laughs> even more. You know how stupid. Look, I haven't slept in like three days, and I I think I'm in a very surreal mode right now. I can't even speak most of the time. I trip over myself, but I will say I forgot about this podcast until you reminded me just a few seconds ago. And now we're back, dude. I have to read you this transcript transcript Goodness i can't gracious. wait uh so all right i got I, this is this is the actor studio i got <clears throat> ah my dear fun the other guy responds my dear ancient you doing well yep what's up a party i'm okay well i don't know a party a party of the Chateau. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So this, 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 this is how they start their podcast. And I, I read it off really fast, but this goes on for a minute about. So after this, I stopped listening. Yeah, I was like, I so can't. Yeah. The amazing thing is they've been doing it uh, almost as long as I have. Yeah. It's, they said season like five. Fifth season. Yeah. Season five. They've been doing it since 2020. Hell yeah. Uh, so that's kind of cute that it seems they just call each other and that's a podcast. <laughs> so I mean, wait. That's what I do too. So yeah, but at the same time, man, look, it's just a little. It's just a little mask. Like yeah. me uh, making up like a book or a movie as justification for. Well, also you got a way. You got a way of speaking. You're like, 
you could you could you could wake up in the morning and you'd be like you have a very soft spoken calm you know authoritative sort of a way of speaking that, that that affects people as well you know that's so nice i i when i hear it played back when i'm editing them it's just like the most shrieking queen oh absolutely i mean look this is this is what we all hear you know what i'm saying like i know shrieking queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the high you know the the shit that they uh, use to make dogs mm-hmm. mad that's what they that's what it sounds God. like um, either way, so I skipped ahead a little bit uh, of their podcast. This is, are you enthralled yet? This is insane. I mean, this transcript. Yeah, I'm interested. When do they start talking about <laughs> Jack Skellington? <laughs> I don't think I got to that part. But even then, you know, when they just said, is there a party? A party? Either way. So I skipped uh, ahead to another action-packed section. Okay, a little discussion that got a little heated. Where one of them says, sometimes I ask myself, am I dreaming up a movie about this perfume? But then... I realized that no, every time I smell it, it's the same. And the other guy responds, "Yep, that's a good one, a classic." <laughs> Did you tell what perfume it was? I, I mean, come on, man, you don't want me to listen. I because I, I just I'm imagining it's something from like the album mall that's really boring, like yeah. Lacoste something. You know? <laughs> yeah, the Tommy Lacoste Hilfiger blue sport. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit. I mean, it's so good. I love this. I love these guys. I fucking, you know, you go up there. I admire them for sticking <laughs> to it. Cause all like I've been through having yeah. done this for five years. I've been through so many generations of podcasts that yeah. people gave up on. Like yeah. sometimes like, so like the very first fight that they have with someone, they'll yeah. like give up everything. And I'm like, y'all ain't dedicated enough yeah. but the parfumery podcast with its 750 followers on twitter after 10 years is still going hey, i will say on instagram they got 1.4k which is very impressive for hey for, th- if you're a boy that's like uh really hard yeah to get over a thousand followers that means you're basically <laughs> it took me like 2.3 over years here. to get over 1k if you're a girl they just instantly oh yeah uh, max out your character and you know, give you 10k followers at the start. <laughs> Jack, are you are you a uh, psycho, bro? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. A little bit, me too. Because what I do is I go back to the high school people, the popular girls in high school, and see how many followers they have, and I have different tiers. So I know, I know, like the low tier popular girl and the high tier popular girl. I'm making my way up. Okay, I've passed like 80 percent of them so far because it's because you know what they do is they oh, don't post I'm, often. Yeah, I'm far and away the yeah. most. Uh, popular online of the people in my high school class, which is yeah, saying, but they're all old now. That's the other thing. Don't forget about they're that. They're old. That's, that's the I I got into a vortex the other day where I spent like four <laughs> hours looking at their profiles. Yeah, and since I live in Austin, yeah, uh, and everybody's like an aging millennial. Uh, all of them they had gray hair. They had some job like farming, like mushroom, like. Uh, psilocybin mushrooms hell yeah or some like weed psychonauts is what they're called yeah everyone covered in uh, ghastly colors of tattoos super um i felt at the same time really cool but also really lame because i still was thinking of those people as like my social group that i want approval from <laughs> i don't think it's ever gonna stop i'll be honest this is getting a little deep I, here yeah it's terrible i mean i had a great time in high school yeah. and i was like pretty popular and i think that's why like adult life was harder but yeah. uh the the fact that it's been so long and everybody has just turned into some like gray-haired mushroom farmer <laughs> with like weed aesthetics yeah is, yeah 
really something. Damn. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't think that ever passes. I'll be honest, you know, when it's like people, you know, like take your parents, you know, or whatever, like there's, there's some people where even, even when they're dead and gone, you're still going to be like, ah, you fucking bastard, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. I got, you know, like whenever something good happens to you. Uh, and it's good because, you know, people, people call me spiteful, but I, I, I agree with that. Actually, I'm not going to well, you know it. who I'm really spiteful of is, uh, like the scene gays, uh, yeah. that were like really popular, uh, around here in like the early 2010s when okay. i was going to bars all the time yeah um i get intense validation from the fact that none of them went anywhere and i have more followers than them so <laughs> hell yeah rip bozo i'm surprised that you'd be surprised that i don't use perfumes you know what i'm saying that I, mean, was, I was kidding it was dry yeah but you you know you know humor sometimes it doesn't go well with me you know what i'm saying i don't like to laugh too much people you don't like, look at all like um well, maybe a little. Okay, there's a lot of like I don't know bodybuilder-looking guys that like listen to my show and got into perfume through that. What so if I, I smelled too that. hard? And this is how I got this, man. What about that? What if I was smelling too hard? You, you never your, your passion for scent. <laughs> uh, that's cute. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Absolutely. I would just assume you had some sort of like drug or boxing incident. That's true. You know what? The box. But, I, the, the, I opened up the but, box of perfume and I I, I got a, the the whiff of my drug, which is perfume. Wait, but what's your history of perfume association since you're like 16 years old or whatever? You said you were born in 2005. No, I hate the people because I'm an old head, dude. I was born in 2000. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> so that makes you <laughs> doesn't matter. Don't make the math. But I just say when yeah, 23. Um, almost. I'm almost there. I'm almost, end of the year, so we're not we're not past it yet. I'm like Babylon. You know, people say Babylon was the best movie of 2022. So, like the year you were discovering, you were uh, being born. I yeah. was discovering masturbation. So, like absolutely. You know, historians will say those two things are not linked, but I don't know. Maybe you know, Elvis. All right. I will say though, which country smells the best? You said that it's probably France. I disagree, bro. French people don't like to to flaunt their scents. You know what I'm saying? They like to keep it. Private. No, they do. I worked at a hotel, and every time a friend, yeah. they have a retarded routine about it, yeah, where they will pretend they're not wearing scent, and yeah. they don't want to be asked what it is. Where I, I would always ask what it was. Yeah, but I do feel they wear quite a lot i don't know they they do a bunch of gay little stuff like hell yeah only your lover should be able to smell you like yeah. just dumb little poetic shit that french people do yeah um but uh compared to the last several decades of scent puritanism in right. america and like voluntary lifestyle allergies which mercifully the only good side of it was that people started wearing perfume again because what uh, it's true Know that. yeah perfume is back in a big way because it took away your sense of smell right okay so people there were all these like new york times articles of people uh learning how to like train their sense of smell and i when i got into perfume i didn't smell anything on regular people ev anywhere yeah. in like liberal austin now i smell it all the time yeah. so it, it has had a return damn um that's wild though. So people just like people stocked up on perfumes just to test themselves, go like a hot one. They're just I think it's the cultural perception of what perfume is at a different time, yeah. at different times that changes it. Whereas like the eighties, um, when there was still cigarette smoke in the air, 
it was all about really loud perfumes. And then the nineties were about this reaction uh, against strong scents mm -hmm. and everyone deciding to have performative allergies, which are not real, but which are a <laughs> status signifier for yeah. Uh, empty upper middle class uh, women. Sorry, uh, what even what even is that? So there's people who say that some types of perfume like irritate their skin. Is that well, it's it's a way of uh, executing fascist control on yeah. others passive aggressively. So like okay. made up the uh, disorders like uh, you know fibromyalgia and just anything that only afflicts like rich bored people. But oh, you have yeah, to, dude, it's like the woman. It, it was along with that, but yeah, yeah. My thing, uh, you know. I have always been presenting scent as an art form mm -hmm. uh, that's to be appreciated as a separate experience from just like something sprayed on to make you attract people yeah. or whatnot. So I, I think a broader understanding of perfume as an art form rather than a tool of seduction has taken place in the last few years. Yeah. What's the, what's the point of that? Do you understand? Like, do you know, can you give me a little history, but like, why is it so freaking like, Hey, you want to, you want to get girls, get the perfume. It's like, I don't think smells the biggest factor when you're a scrawny well, little peanut, you know, back when men were men and when women were women yeah. and America was great, uh, advertisements were full of sexual messaging and, yeah overt sexuality uh to a degree that seems really shocking today i mean every single ad just from the 70s looks like porn now that's um, a, that's a fucked up thing they just moved away from sexualizing guys and girls to like be like hey what if uh they would do this for balenciaga where we sacrifice a child for a little goat that was pretty funny um i was glad yeah. that they made Balenciaga unfashionable for a minute because Balenciaga <laughs> used to be cool in the 2000s when Nicola Gasquier was designing for them. Yeah. And then it became like ghetto Chinese uh, slide sandal stuff. Shine. Uh, yeah. and so the, the panic of those ads <laughs> yeah. uh, made people not want to touch it for a while. So yeah. I think that's overall good. But I, I do think the, the kind of... Um, panic over the ads was yeah. a little overstated because they were deliberate i mean it was yeah. deliberately some like internet-y people putting like ball and yeah all these little like satanic like alt-right signifiers yeah. on it like as an aesthetic thing to be scary which yeah. is nothing new in fashion well this is um this is what i love is like people who say like, i don't think we're the so devil critical. himself designed those ads no, the devil himself designs much more mundane things you watch an ad like this and you're like now my goal in life is to expose a certain brand for something <laughs> by like fucking promoting their shit all the time like you're you're playing into it you know if if Satan really did have something to do with it, he probably wants you to share that ad and be like, I disagree. You know what I'm saying? Like it's well, it's like in my view, the stuff that Satan is actually most directly responsible for yeah. is really pedestrian and mundane and uh depressing and nihilistic and Jay Walker's dude. Um no man, I'm so you didn't like the nun too, I'm assuming? The movie, the hit movie, The um, Nun 2? I'm really sick of that genre of uh, <laughs> PG-13 yeah. exorcist movies for Mexican teenagers. I, oh. the, um, I don't... Yeah. Uh, I saw the recent exorcist movie it was the greatest uh, movie of the year i think it was so good dude i mean look that because because in all the other movies there was wreck. 
You, that's what you think because you don't understand. Okay, there was one girl before. Now there's two. You understand me? There's two girls in this. It's twice, th- twice the fun. Girls, yeah, it just has a bunch of unattractive character actors yeah. like in a mob doing something like <laughs> those Halloween rub- reads yeah. from well, the David same guy Gordon that Green. That's his classic. Hated you know? it, but yeah. no, I haven't seen those nun movies. I thought the Conj- the Conjuring was super overrated when it came yeah. out. I don't know why everyone loved it because it's loud. That's what it is, dude. It was it's loud, like, I guess. And there's there's the the maximum yeah. cut length is what one point five seconds. You know, so you can never go to your phone because there's a new cut going on. So you gotta be like. <gasps> You know, that's 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 yeah. why people love it. That's what I love it, by the way. I'll I'll be honest. I love this like frenetic style of movie that's clearly made for an algorithm because sometimes it's still good. You know what I'm saying? Like Priscilla, for example. Have you seen Priscilla? Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. I fucking I'm not gonna spoil it for you, okay? But the ending. I don't care. I don't believe in spoilers. <laughs> you can spoil it <laughs> for a story that happened like 60 years ago. Too. Yeah, what happens to Elvis? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I fucking love Elvis, dude. You don't even know. I watched Viva Las Vegas last night, dude. It's the greatest time I've had last night. Last night I had two times. I had a good time and a bad time. That was a good time, you know. Mm-hmm. Either way, mm-hmm. Priscilla. The reason why I mention is I love that movie, but I think that it, it's a clear example of of every single scene has to. Uh, there, there's a very uh, standardized, you know, method to it where it's quiet scene where it's supposed to be dramatic. And then bombastic music with like 60s guitar and flashing lights. And then, oh, it's quiet again. And then, oh, now it's, it's like, yeah, the first four times it was okay. But at the end, when, you're, when your movie looks like a sine wave, you know what I'm saying? It just like goes up and down. It's like fucking, you know, it's clearly made to uh, absorb the lesser minded, you know, not the real cinephiles like us who like, uh, what's your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie is yeah. Gone with the Wind. Gone, gone, absolutely. Gone with the wind, fellas. Casablanca, you know what I'm saying? The Stranger, 1946 with Orson Welles. These are the movies that we watch. But I'm not like the other girls. My favorite movie is Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love, uh, I love those movie facts, dude. What do you think of Watch Mojo? What's the Jack the Perfume Nationalist take on Watch Mojo? What is that? I don't read anything about movies. No, yeah, me neither. It's like, a, but it was a thing. You know, remember those like... Um, they're the type of channels, the LA-based channels, where there's a bunch of goobers to get coming together, exposing the most simple and you know commonly known facts of all time as this like new revelation. It's like, did you know that the the line, honestly, honey, I don't give a damn, was improvised? Oh, the things that play before movies. Not not uh, even. It's just like YouTube videos. It's just like, but it's just a basic shit that's like very very well known. You know, but it's all about now those like factoid, like trivia things before <laughs> movies are about like stuff from the last 10 years. So it's like, oh, yeah. what color is Shrek? <laughs> Blue. That was, that's what it made the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's my example. But that movie is like 20 years old anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, what color is uh, Minion? <laughs> <laughs> what color is Ariel? That's a good question. That that's that is- that's something people won't be able to answer. Um Here's the thing, though. I will say, those facts now, this is Canada, maybe, but in Canada, we got these facts about movies that come out at the same time as the movie you're watching, you know? So, for example, <laughs> you're going to see a movie, and it's like, in Fast X, what is Dom Toretto's new car? It's like some, a movie that you clearly haven't seen because it's on, you know, it's in the theaters right now. So that's the newest uh, trend I guess there. you're supposed to, <laughs> the target audience for those would get excited about what car he's driving. Huh? Yeah. Cineplex, uh, what's it called? Cineplex heads. Are you a Cineplex head, bro? Uh, yeah. The 
I actually saw the first Fast and the Furious in the theater when it came yeah. out. I guess I was in seventh grade yeah. and I have zero memory of it. Yeah. And then like 20 years later, I found out they were still making those and yeah. people are like passionate about them <laughs> just in a parallel universe. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what happens in them. I, uh, my understanding of cars is like, there's cars and trucks and that's that's <laughs> as go, far as i can tell them apart you go by the license there's trucks there's cars there's uh ex- excavators there's planes there's planes trains automobiles don't even talk about that movie jack don't even dare yeah. don't even dare you know you want i know you want to you know the, the that's little, uh, one of those john candy movies that they show at christmas there he goes he can't stop talking about planes trains automobiles he just keeps going either way greg Araki, dude greg rocky yeah. i absolutely hate him mysterious skin is yeah. a masterpiece i agree that is so unlike anything else that he did smiley face is fun yeah but doom generation and all the like 90s ones that yeah. criterion is circulating right now <laughs> they're fucking horrible and i d- revisited them yeah. and did an episode on them uh earlier this year and kind of expected them to seem a little better they were worse that kind of yeah camp dialogue where it's like some gen x chick saying like i'll bite off your pecker like that kind of <laughs> shut thing. up dyke yeah yeah that's like a very but i think that yeah. zoomers like them because in still images they look good if you're just sharing a still image of like rose mcgowan and doom yeah. generation or whatever it looks like there's a good movie attached yeah. but there isn't yeah yeah no i, I well that, that depends but how big like and, depends how much in the plot you are bro i mean the plot's kind of stupid but at the same time, it's like you, you watch This is the End of the World or the end of the world, one of those, the, the, the pilot that he made, you know, because he wanted to make a, TV, mm-hmm. make a TV show and just the pilot survived. It's like, this is fucking fun, dude. I don't know. There's there's a certain energy to it where it's like, you don't have to co-sign everything that goes on. You don't have to be like, oh, this is good. This is bad. I uh, I, I wagged my finger at this scene. But at the same time, you just it's a fun experience. You know, it's a whole ride. And it's got a very good sense of pacing where it just kind of takes you along. At the end, you're like, huh. That was that was something. That was really you know? okay. Uh, I'm an old head though, and yeah. remember when these movies were very much around, and everybody thought they were disappointing. Like yeah. everyone at the time thought Nowhere was like so disappointing. I remember renting it in ninth grade, thinking, "Oh, this is going to be so sick because yeah. the cover made it look so cool," and thinking like, "Oh, what a piece of shit." And then my with Mysterious Skin, my opinion of him went up because that's a different yeah. thing but now it's just like they get circulated as absolute masterpieces yeah well i mean absurd. i think it's sick because he hasn't really done much in, in many years i think that's pretty cool just like really just set out your golden years i love that you know what i'm saying because directors usually make well, shit when they're young yeah affirmative he's set they can just do little articles about him as a pioneering gay <laughs> yeah, filmmaker but isn't it kind of the, funny you know the good uh, new queer cinema gen x gay filmmakers yeah. todd haynes who made safe and velvet goldman and poison yeah but todd haynes you know he was my favorite ever but his career has gone off into this totally like mainstream unremarkable direction but everyone's still talking about greg Araki. now that you mention it greg also directed the one of the episodes of dahmer that pc shed tv show oh yeah i, yeah, I yeah. recall that there was that's so funny man i i, I don't know how to, like look i don't want to be this this uh soapboxy type of guy okay i'm not at that level yet but imagine getting that to that level in hollywood imagine having that ability to fund movies you know much easier than people like like me for example i don't know if you make but like you know at this level do but then and then you decide you know what I'm going to stop doing that thing and I'm just going to chill for a bit. Like, I, I don't understand that at all. Like, I, I, it just doesn't get into my head. The 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, the the censorship and the lack of imagination the last 10 years affected a lot of those guys and i I can't imagine how miserable it is to work in that industry and uh know better but have to go along with this ideology and politics but some of them uh are able to make really like non-conforming creative things go through like mike white and it becomes a big hit yeah um but yeah i don't know they, they they're like getting really famous getting a ton of acclaim and then just like yeah. not doing anything at least go crazy make a sorcerer or something you know saying something everybody yeah. hates but at least you're proud of like i don't i don't mean they should keep rising in hollywood i just mean they should use that clout to do something they really wanted to do when they couldn't you know but either way, that's just that's just me. I'm not here to give advice to, to Greg Iraqi. Uh, apparently, it's not Iraqi. I didn't know that. I thought it was kind of funny to do Greg Iraqi, where he's a guy in the Middle East fighting. Oh. Would you think that'd be kind it's of crazy? So, his shit is so cornball, man. Those like that's the point. Those though. 90s movies all have that like text that's like, "This movie is a fuck you to Republicans <laughs> yeah. and George Bush." That's fucking cool. And they all literally say that in text. Uh, that's fucking like, look. Okay, it's so gay. It's awesome. I think it's pretty cool to be like, here's the best you, you could. Have you seen Thanksgiving, the Eli Roth movie that just came out? Uh, yeah, I saw it last night. It was. I would give it zero stars. <laughs> it's fucking shit. But I liked at the end where it's like Thanksgiving, not thanks. What is it like buying or something like that? Why did the credits look like a <laughs> PlayStation 2, yeah. menu, PlayStation 1 menu? It looks like Borderlands. Not on purpose. Borderlands. You know that the Borderlands when they, they eat, there's yeah. like the text that comes up? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, sorry, I'm not trying to come on your podcast and just be negative all the time. But no, no, you got to listen. This is okay. This is, I Elvis, actually like everything. Elvis would have hated uh, Thanksgiving. That's what it, I have to say. It was okay. Like Black Friday as a subject of satire in 2023. <laughs> yeah, when brick and mortar retail is dead. Okay, there was this terrible movie called Krampus that did that. Of course, in, classic in 2015, and. It's just like that Thanksgiving movie is seems like something an old person who's out of touch and doesn't know what's going on yeah. made because a B- Black Friday satire about consumerism <laughs> with an all white crowd yeah. mobbing a Walmart. Yeah, because okay. that's a Gangnam Style reference would have worked super well in that movie just because of the air it's from. I just can't believe this is 15 years after that fake trailer came out in yeah. Grindhouse. I was like 19, I was how 20 or something when that movie came out. Yeah. And now the entire world is a smoldering rubble and we get this Thanksgiving movie, which not only has the audacity to be so insipid and bad, but receives the automatic critical approval that every uh, really lame horror movie gets now. They all, they all get this automatic like 85% rotten tomatoes approval yeah because the people writing the reviews are so lame but they you know i don't know there tim were, dylan there were dies last you, you love that part didn't you you love tim dylan dying you love that part um you were when like, i was in that theater yeah. and saw that the movie one the movie was already going to be bad because the black friday satire and then two uh dirtbag left Chapo comedian tim dylan uh, has a rather large role in it yeah i was really depressed 
No, it's it's cool. I love comedians in movies. Remember, you love you're you're straight, so you probably worship Tim <laughs> Dillon, huh? I don't give a fuck. No, but I loved I loved that. What's it called? You think he's super funny for like like making references to pizza gate or whatever you know you know what i had the i had the the displeasure of listening to his uh, uh he's horrible dude. netflix special dude wow why would you shave before your special if you're i that saw fat? him at the when he okay when he briefly lived in austin when all yeah. the base people were moving to austin yeah. i saw him at the liquor store he was so short <laughs> what, by the way him. when did that happen when did the base people move to austin it just seems it like was during comedians. COVID, yeah. but he only lasted like six months or something <laughs> you know like joe but i saw him at the liquor store nice. and he was like a little tiny goblin i don't know comedians there's only room for so many fat faggots <laughs> needing straight attention in this yeah. town you know what i'm saying I, I know what you're saying i didn't want to point it out right but I, I, I know that you're playing a sort of like a tactic right here. So it's like people will discredit Tim Dillon and you will rise from the ashes. <laughs> that's 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 what you're playing, which is, you know, <laughs> that's OK. But I will say that comedians, um, comedians in movies are usually good. Uh, Jim Norton as uh, what's it called? Who who do you play? Jim Norton played a comedian in The Irishman. That was sick. That was awesome. I I think I made it through two hours of that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so like one, th- like two. Uh, what is it? Three hour movie? Three and a, three and a half? Something like that? It's insane. Uh, Irishman, you missed all the good parts. You missed the fish. You missed the Al Pacino dying. All the, all my favorite moments. You you missed out on. I'm sick of Martin Scorsese <laughs> going around saying insipid little things. Yeah. <laughs> he retweeted onto yeah. my. I know I'm gonna have to see that Indian movie. Oh, you haven't yet? It's some no, I have I know it's gonna suck. Did you see it? Yeah. Was it epic? It's 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 awful and I'm 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 a I thought I would be torn. I thought I'd be torn because like I thought it's it's gonna be a great movie and then I would hate it because I'm racist, but at the same time it like it was just bad. Like it wasn't Wait, I Wait, you're racist? I no, thought, uh, no, not true. I thought I thought from our conversation that you yeah. were like a lib and I was like bad and coming on here. Oh yeah, no, I'm very so I'm directing a movie right now, so <laughs> So you're pretending to be a lib while your movie's coming. <laughs> I don't, Once know. We I don't know what goes on in Canada with no. three-year-olds born in hey, but, and five. No, nah, but see, like, okay, this is this, this is this is where it gets really, really fucking. Excuse me, the term, but fucking gay. Uh, I'm gonna be like, actually, I'm beyond the spectrum. It's like I don't care about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not uh, yeah, very. Yeah, strongly. I mean, I say things like that too, but it's when I'm uh, talking to a liberal and trying yeah. to pretend to be acceptable. I'm yeah, like, I don't believe in politics. You know. Wait, but. so you're 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 telling me I'm a phony? You dare come on the show, no, call me a phony, call me a phony and a poser. Uh, whenever I say something yeah. like, I don't fit into any box. It's yeah. like, because uh, I'm too big, exactly I'm too what fucking massive, in, but I'm not going to yeah. reveal that right now. Okay. Uh, so I look, all I'm saying is I don't really, ca- I'm not very much into the uh, talk in on your X. little uh, letter that you sent me to come on here. You said I'm yeah. a libtard. Oh yeah, that's true. Is that so, a joke? No, no, it's true. It's true because in the sense that like some guys think that I'm conservative just because I hang out with the cool guys. You know what I'm saying? There's cool guys who I think are funny and awesome, and uh, we just work together. And then people by association are like, "Are you a right wing?" It's I, don't, I, I don't give a fuck about Josh Lukash's politics. I just think he was a fun guest. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't give a shit if someone thinks uh, this politician or that politician should go together and, and you know kiss each other on stage. I don't okay. care. I don't care. It's like I I'm just I will say this thing. I'm sick of this fucking uh, bullshit of uh, just continually pushing uh, a, a very narrow-minded idea you know through your, your throat and, and through media. I hate that. I hate the fucking. Else. Yeah. I'm anti. Look, if there's one stance I have, I fucking hate the. Can we say this? That's the one thing I hate. Otherwise, I don't really have a fucking political opinion because I, you know what? I'm too busy watching movies. I'm too busy watching movies such as uh, The Irishman. Uh, I'm beyond politics too. I mean, I'm I just yeah. I just have a like podcast mode. When, yeah. You know, when you're when you're when you're rapping, when you're <laughs> when you're improvising, you know. Yeah. You just, I just got on the Zoom screen and I started trying to like make jokes, but I'm actually really nice and have never. How many jokes have you made this episode, bro? You feel like a straight edge stone cold insane. I'm funny. I'm dry. You're stone cold. You're stone cold insane. I'm funny. You're dry and funny. People listen to it and like the day I say something like kind of shocking and then, but it's in a dry tone. So they laugh at it. So they're going to be laughing at me, you said. This is all making fun of my stupid poser. Uh, politics. No, I think you're really nice. Thank you. I just didn't know. I was scared by the email. I thought you were going to like play some trick on me when I came on. <laughs> what kind like, of trick? Show- you're not a female comedian. I wouldn't want to trick you. Yeah. If you're so- going to like pull out some like PowerPoint presentation of like bad photos of me or something. <laughs> it's, uh, do you have any look at it? Hey, let's let's be honest. How many good angles do you have? You know what I'm saying? I got maybe one. Um, I have several if it's like a candid photo that yeah. someone's taking when i'm like laughing and smiling then yeah. i look really charming that's a priscilla reference, i don't think i don't think men i don't think men photograph well in general yeah. because f- photography does not convey stature so so many guys can have a presence in person yeah uh based on their height or their manner or whatever that just doesn't come across in a photo I agree. Women are like lizards, so they <laughs> uh, the magic of photography captures, captures absolutely their evil essence. It's the the systemic technology that's making me look bad in every picture I take. It's not because <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a systemic th- yeah. It's, it's know, not it's me who's an ugly bastard. But look, here we go. Look, I mean, I'm not the problem. I was never the problem. You know what I'm saying? If I if if it were up to me, everybody would be living in peace. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about peace, but at the same time. I'm thinking about something else as well. You as the prefer- preferred perfume nationalist, you may have an opinion on this. Do you think that the most stinkiest war is going on right now? What do you think? Let's get it a little political. I hate this current thing. Absolutely. I feel like it is... Uh, <laughs> I, ha- I I feel like it is Yankee, coastal elite, AP history yeah. nonsense. I mean... I uh, there's a there's a screenshot that I always use from the Anna Nicole Smith show of her being asked what she thinks of uh, the war in the Middle East. Yeah, and she's, her eyes get weird and it says I know nothing about nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, I find this all really tedious. But I have so many like friends in New York who get obsessed with this racial politics stuff yeah. and talk about it all day. Yeah. Uh, here's my take. I think it's a Yankee problem. Here's my take. Israel, okay, Palestine, both countries not known to be smelling very nice. I feel like Israel would smell. I find is is Israel sexy. But they, you put them together, 
and this might be I'm telling you I don't want to I don't want to put stuff in your mouth right now but I think that this might be the stinkiest war the US has been involved in in a long time the stinkiest you know whoever yeah. smelt it dealt it you know what I'm saying I'm not going to watch a video of someone named Norman Finkelstein talking to Candace Owens to find yeah. out why it should be snarky about Israel no, I, you know what, the, 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 the era of me listening to intellectuals is over. You know what I'm saying? I've been told many things about intellectuals that I should be, oh, I should be thankful for them. I should appreciate their advice, but I'm over that period of time. You know what I'm saying? I find the news cycle and like day-to-day politics yeah. to be yeah. a complete waste of time. Like, yeah. I have like a political viewpoint. Oh, what do you admit obs- that? That's- observations observations about culture and like what i see with my two eyes but i don't watch the news i don't get wrapped up in daily open-ended soap opera (laughs) current thing nonsense like it's all it does is take up space in your brain it goes nowhere you can't control it yeah this war is especially annoying because it seems to have monopolized every space that i inhabit the last war too um, except know? my own podcast where i'm talking about like whatever meyer breckenridge or some book yeah but everybody's just talking about that fucking war well that's what's awesome it's like this pod. we never actually mentioned this the, the war in our podcast ever it's not going to happen so i I'm, I'm glad that we agree on that point i will say though there's one thing that I kind of I kind of uh, rubs me the wrong way about what you just said. You said that you don't watch the news. No, I absorb things through the feed. But oh, I so don't... you're just absorbing the television, aren't you? Wait, you're you're doing the Gen X like I don't watch TV thing. Me? I watch I watch movies all the time. I'm just saying. No, I mean I absorb news stories yeah. in the passive way that oh, people hell do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 from yeah. scrolling the feed. You're like a golden nugget. No, like I'm not like in a basement <laughs> with no knowledge of what's happening. Think about that. They can be having a goon cave, but, but it's I do a goon think cave, it's, it's just actively the news. harmful. Like boomers, especially yeah. like the way that they have the news on all day because yeah. they think that it's real. Yeah, is psychologically harmful well think about that you're an old guy you're a geezer you've been through zero wars because you're in canada but you've been through many many like dodges you know all the dodges that came out every year you've been through all of them like you have a heavy experience you sit down you got health issues your wife doesn't really care anymore you go on there and megan kelly tells you exactly what's happening in the world isn't that a treat like i understand why they do it you know what i'm saying it's still i mean it's nice but but it just took a really um especially sinister tone with yeah where even fox news like the supposedly republican one was it was just day-to-day <laughs> constant yeah propaganda that thing up you know that's i don't even like, care that much about that but yeah. like i do not care about that stuff because you didn't get it that's why you weren't forced oh, by your I government to fuck oh yeah i had a job baby Damn. i had to get it you didn't go neat mode. You should have went neat no, mode. That's my no, I got it. Uh, <laughs> nice. I was I was still working and uh, it was get it or lose my job, and I couldn't yeah. lose my job. But, yeah. And I found the the relentless focus on the, as the symbol of oppression yeah. to be wrong headed. Yeah. Uh, my bigger problem was with the mask. I, I have no doubt that the, uh, is giving people a lot of health problems, yeah. but it was the mask yeah. being forced especially on service workers eight hours a day that was yeah. the problem th- my biggest problem with all of it nice 
Uh, yeah, dude, this is this is very 2020. I agree, I agree. But now we gotta we gotta get into this because this is too exciting. People have been clamoring for more about the toot the hooter segment. I mean, what even okay. can we get a toot the hooter? Uh, uh, you know, prediction from you. What do you think? Um, a <laughs> PowerPoint presentation of unflattering pictures of me that I have to react to. Yeah, but this this clearly I don't have. This is not a green screen. It's just my wall. I got. I you. didn't know what I was walking into. I, 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 you just want to set me up. You want to set me up for failure, bro. You're like, I'm going to come on this podcast. I'm going to be like. No, gonna, I was going to be nice. I just like. You, uh, proof. He said he was going to be nice. No, I am nice. Ah. I just, I just. Uh, yeah. Um, no, we're doing fantastic. There's a, you know, like your profile has that like uh, kind of like comedy, like uh, Me? aura about it. I've never said a joke in my entire life, dude. I'm serious. I'm serious. Well, now I, I believe you, but. Because. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I just, you know, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if there was mischief afoot. Mischief? What kind of mischief? Dude, the, the, the only mischief I've known. Okay. Your profile looks mischievous. How, me? Like, it's you, like, the I, I don't even know how to respond to that. It's like, did we invite female comedians on to think they're funny and then cut out their jokes and uh, add in more dead air into their, their segments? No, we didn't, we didn't do that. That's not me. Did I? Wait, what? Did, female comedians? Wait, okay, well, what's Toot the Hooter? Because I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. I have to know. Absolutely. Excellent. So now people might think it's a little disjointed to do the things like this, but at the same time, I'm a pro editor. Are you good at editing, bro? Are you a good editor? No, not at all. No, you probably... That's what he says. Oh, wait. I, I was a copy editor. I can edit, like, text. Hell yeah. Not like, not like video. Will you look at my text? Will you look at my... Uh, you Your know, screenplay? You want me to edit it? <laughs> yeah, will you take out the mistakes from the screenplay? The whoms and the whoms? Yeah, just email me that screenplay and I'll read it right away. <laughs> you probably... You, you know, you say that you don't do anything, but you probably do a lot of stuff in your entire life. You know, you probably do lots of stuff. Uh, sure. What I kind mean, of stuff, dude? Um, what kind of ventures do you got? Investing. Well, current i I do occasional like speaking things if people invite me. Um, I mainly I'm just occupied with the work required for my podcast, which is a lot of reading. I mean, I cover a lot of like books, screenplays, so. for example. I can't wait. But you're also an actor is what I'm trying to get at. That's one thing oh, I forgot to mention. Oh, and Omega Fish Corps. Yeah, yeah, I'm an actor. It was delightful. Yeah. You're my employee. <gasps> Wonderful. Okay. So, but 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 there's also another thing I want. There's also a secret third thing that you do. The name of this thing is called Toot the Hooter. All right? This is going to okay. be absolutely... I mean... Can you even guess what it is? I'll give you two tries, baby. Just a little quick. Uh, uh, something about boobs. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, no, no. Something that would... about cocaine. You, almost. I mean, look, perfume nationalist. I'm not very smart. The first thing that came to mind. Something it, about smelling. You might be right on this one. I mean, one. that would make sense. We'll, we'll reveal that after. But look, Jack, first of all, let's try to get to know. This is like the green room and the Johnny Carson era. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you remember Johnny mm -hmm. Carson? Yeah, I'm that old. I, I remember. No, I had, no, no. I mean, watch, watching Johnny Carson yeah, every day. Yeah. Well, he's he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the commercials for like yeah. the VHS compilations where they were yeah. drunk. They were like infomercials that would play right. late at night to order Johnny Carson's greatest hits, <laughs> and it was just them being drunk with Rat Pack people. That's gotta be so sick, though. Imagine ordering like Blu-rays of TV. Have you done that before? 
It's just like not a movie I, or anything, but just look at this shelf behind me. There's a huge shelf of, uh, I mean, tons of the TV yeah. that I'm interested in. Uh, you have to get sometimes on like a bootleg DVD-R. Yeah, true. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. And, and also, you know, when uh, uh, hologram George Floyd swept through, yeah, and they removed all the blackface episodes of everything. Yeah, I mean, always sunny to preserve them as DVD. Absolutely. So you know, I yeah. have like even though I don't ever think about always sunny, I have like uh, several seasons of it that I yeah. bought just, just due to the black pa- blackface panic. <laughs> well, you know, these are just like for my blackface collection. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that's, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't even think I've bought a Blu-ray in my past, in my past, like, I don't know, the past year, probably. I don't know. I just, it, for me, physical media, everything could get lost in the fire. I want everything that I haven't owned to be on a server that can be taken away at any time. You know what I'm saying? That uh, I like being surrounded by things and collecting things, yeah. but I am getting sick of looking at the DVDs, uh, yeah. which uh, give that uh, atmosphere of like uh, when Blockbuster Video is like closing and <laughs> yeah. uh, all, everyone's yeah. depressing like season yeah. sets of shows like Twenty Four would right. be like lined up and uh, but you know I've collected them for years and also I would say I always encourage people to get physical media but only if you care about movies like everybody doesn't care about movies and that's fine like i do um and also with uh streaming everything just mysteriously disappears even like on amazon where it seems like by common sense would all be available for rental right somehow we'll just have that this is unavailable in your region thing and uh you don't even know wait a second i'm gonna call you out right now you can't complain about that shit you're american there's no you don't know the troubles of getting american tv or movies or whatever in canada nothing's available even oh yeah how are you even allowed to talk to me from canada (laughs) i'm you know what though that's the thing that's the other thing people forget about this we're free in everything that isn't fun. You know, if as soon as you start having a little bit of fun in Canada, they nip it in the butt. You know, they can't do it anymore. I think Canada sounds great. All yeah. the people that I know from Canada <laughs> seem really happy and nice. Look, it's and like, I went to Canada. Like, I've never yeah. even been off the continent besides when I went to Prince Edward Island. Hell yeah. Uh, Would you get lobsters? I'm a Green Gables fan. And everybody okay. was like fresh faced and eating ice cream cones. Yeah. <laughs> Canada yeah. somehow still has the occasional white person or heterosexual couple of the same race in commercials. We definitely don't have that here in America anymore. Yeah. Everything well, is about men doing laundry yeah. <laughs> and like, doing like yeah. servile female things yeah. on the commercials. All right, look, I'm going to come out as fake tread, okay? But I kind of love doing laundry. It, don't you get a satisfying feeling of just like getting everything clean? Like I love mopping well, the floor. Yeah, as well. I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm uh, gay, so I have a woman's brain and a man's body, so I like all the like uh, housework stuff. Yeah. Laundry's my least favorite because I don't love ruining my clothes, but everything else, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would be so happy as a 60s housewife on diet pills, just yeah, cleaning, absolutely. A bit of fucked. uppers, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. On that Elv- Elvis diet, you come back to Elvis, you, you, I mean, Jack. People might deny this, but I think you're the modern day Elvis. You're a modern Elvis. No, I, I, you're gonna laugh at me, but I'm not I do gonna laugh at you. Kind of look like him, especially when I was like in ninth grade. He has like big red dick sucking lips too. Hell yeah. Uh, I like had black hair in ninth grade. He has some similar features. I'm like you know the busted, the busted Texas you know podcaster version. But now 
wait a second. The audience is clamoring for this. I've, I've people. I've had to, to keep people out of this for 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 long. But now, can we get your best? Uh huh. Uh huh. Wait, wait. Get, get, wait. Let's let's get this clean. Because uh-huh. people don't understand that people reincarnate. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sick and tired of this. People are like, I'm born in 2005. It's like I'm sick of you. I'm people. Mm-hmm. Every, every even if you think you're original and, and and super cool, there's a guy in the 60s who was copying a guy in the 40s who's copying a guy from the 1800s, and, you know, it continues on, uh, who's doing the exact same shit, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's good to be Elvis. Don't deny your Elvisness. you know? You're uh, approving it. That's cool. But if people are like, oh, no, you can't be You're like... You're the first person that said it in a while. It's maybe because my hair is a little longer, uh, <laughs> but I used to get it. Sometimes. I got a certain perspective, bro. I got a perspective mm-hmm. and a perspection. Do you know what that means? Sure. Hell I, yeah. I, perspection. Perfume nationalist, Jack. Perfume nationalist, Okay. Mm-hmm. Which country smells the best? Uh, I haven't been to any other ones. Hey, buddy. Rate the show five stars and share the eight plates pod with all your cool friends. Will Liang Gay, Co, Wu, Wu, Ya, Zhang, Zai, Da, Dian, Hua, Ya, Wei, 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 Wai, Wai, Wai.